This is a podcast from Aletheia, Truth in the Darkness, whose mission it is to uproot false foundations, to tear down idols of the heart, to build up the church, and to plant seeds of hope. The title of this podcast is Why Faith Matters. Let me begin with a short devotion from A.W. Tozer. Faith and Prayer The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5.16 Tozer says, In Hebrews we find a long list of benefits which faith brings to its possessor. Justification, deliverance, fruitfulness, endurance, victory over enemies, courage, strength, and even resurrection from the dead. Then, everything that is attributed thus to faith might with equal truth be attributed to prayer, for faith and true prayer are like two sides of the same coin. They are inseparable. Men may and often do pray without faith, though this is not true prayer. But it is not thinkable that men should have faith and not pray. Whatever God can do, faith can do. And whatever faith can do, prayer can do when it is offered in faith. It should not be considered strange, then, that an invitation to prayer is an invitation to omnipotence, for prayer engages the omnipotent God and brings him into our human affairs. According to the Bible, we have because we ask, or we have not because we ask not. It does not take much wisdom to discover our next move. Is it not to pray and pray again and again until the answer comes? Let us not fail the world and disappoint God by failing to pray. Now, both the Old Testament and the New are overflowing with forms of the word faith, like trust, faithfulness, believe, and of course, faith. It is interesting how much Jesus pointed to faith as a key to miracles and blessing, and to salvation, of course. I noticed in the Old Testament that those who are commended by God were those who were known as faithful, as in faithful, or full of faith. I noticed beginning from Noah, or actually Enoch, and ending at Revelation, that those who belonged to the Lord were the faithful. And I noticed that when correctly understood, to have faith in Jesus, it means to have faithfulness to Jesus. In other words, the New Testament word faith is used as the Old Testament word for trust or faithfulness. So to trust in Jesus for salvation is to have faithfulness to Jesus for salvation, or to believe, have faith in Jesus. Now for the individual who is saying, what, how can I be faithful? Thankfully, your part is simply to be willing. You are saved by the gift of grace and by your faith. You are not saved by works of the law, but by continuing, which is a key word here, in your faith, belief, trust, or faithfulness, in other words, in Jesus' saving work. God is willing and able to uphold you by his power as long as you are simply willing. Many people equate willingness, or our free will, to choose God or to not choose God as works somehow. But this is not true. God never removes man's free will. 
Okay, now that I covered that, let's move forward. Here are just a few of the many verses regarding what I like to call our influence in heaven, or our partnership with God's work, or us cooperating with what he already wills to do on earth, but we get a hand in, etc. Quote, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Unquote. Matthew 17, 19-20 Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours." Unquote. Mark 11, 22-24 There are so many verses where Jesus working the supernatural is directly connected to one's faith. So, faith is essential to seeing God move. I want to suggest something. I'm absolutely convinced, convinced there is an epidemic of unbelief in our first world nation. Now, I am not talking about unbelievers, but Christians. Of course, not everyone, but in the institutions of faith. I heard a pastor the other day say, if God still did the supernatural, or if he still had, or if we still had the gifts of the spirit, which are supernatural, then why do we have people sick in the hospitals, COVID cases, cancer, etc.? My answer, unbelief. Of course, this is not the case for everyone's situation. For many times, and even in the New Testament, sickness or some malady is allowed by God to create a greater work and for a greater unseen purpose. Plus, the natural course of sin is old age and death. Then you also have Satan working havoc and mankind's sin working too. But what happens when the gospel goes to a third world country? Miracles and wonders accompany faith. Healings and tongues spring forth. Why? I am convinced, one, they are desperate for God, and two, their faith muscle is strong. We reap the benefits of living in a first world country, for we are comfortable. However, we also reap the natural results of self-dependence, self-sufficiency, and self-preservation, which all lead to lack of faith or to unbelief. Therefore, I am convinced that our Lord is creating a situation, and has been, where we will have to trust upon Him. He is urging His children to believe, to return to faith, to that kind of faith which the disciples had in the first century. And the interesting thing is, if our lack of faith is due to self-sufficiency and self-preservation, then those things which we lean so heavily on will be challenged and we'll be drawn to trust in the Lord and not our own power. When people are in crisis, it, auto it automatically causes a response. The Christian will draw near to God, and the non-Christian will shake their fist at heaven. So, I believe a divide is coming, and the believer will grow in their belief or faith, and the non-believer will harden their heart. Now, of course, those who are willing to be saved any who are brought to their knees are welcome in the ark. But the Lord is clearly calling for a reawakening of our faith, for our faith muscle to be strengthened 
which will only benefit our walk with God and our influence on the world, for time is short.